Busch and here is a new episode of What to Watch, Read and Listen. This is a podcast for curious people like me who are always looking for inspiration, forward-thinking ideas and current trends. Each episode has a specific topic and gives you tons of starting points for your own journey into the English-speaking world. Share your own recommendations on social media using the hashtag WTWRL. With this show, I promise you, you stay curious, you improve your English, and you rock the world. So today I have um, a guest on my show, and I'm really excited. I've been wanting to have her on the show for a very long time, but life was busy and... Um, Although we live really close, we never managed to meet for mm -hmm. uh, the recording of a podcast episode, but today she's here. <laughs> so uh, welcome, Mel. I'm really excited to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you. I, I know it's crazy. I'm just around the corner, but I got to admit, I said to you the other day, part of it is also because I'm excruciatingly shy. <laughs> so yeah, that's part of it, but I'm very happy to be here today. So nobody will see you, they will just hear you. So Okay, well, that's that's a little, that makes it a bit better. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, as I just said, Mel lives around the corner. So she lives in Burghausen, but she is not from Burghausen, as no. you might have already guessed when she <laughs> said something. Um, so Mel, please introduce yourself. Um, who are you? What do you do? Where are you from? Why are you here? <laughs> um, well, I, I'm an Aussie. A Melbourne girl and um, my life took a whole new direction when one Friday night I bumped into my now husband Andy who's a Niederbayer. Um, stars collided, we fell in love and psh, life changed um, and then I moved. Um, we've been traveling the world together ever since and that was back in 2000 and we met each other in 2003. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, And since then, we've lived in several countries together, different countries, England, the USA, Germany, Austria. Um, yeah, and after leaving Australia, I changed my line of work and I began working as an ESL teacher. And um, I teach children and tweens and teens and adults. And I, I'm also a mum to a beautiful bilingual boy. And I'm really fascinated with watching his journey as a bilingual, English-German bilingual. Um, as a, I'm fascinated as a, as a language teacher, but I'm also fascinated um, just as someone who grew up in a multilingual environment like Australia. So it, it's really, really, really interesting. And yeah. I think we might have to explain what ESL means. Ah, Not everybody will be familiar with that term. Sorry about that. Um, ESL is English as a second language. Mm -hmm. um, and I think in German, um, it would be Deutsch als fremde Sprache. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, yeah. thank you. So you, you mentioned that you are an English teacher, but you yes. don't teach at the schools. So you're not a school teacher. So mm -hmm. what exactly is it that you are doing? Um, well, I'm a freelance teacher, a private teacher, and I teach small groups and only small groups with children and teens and tweens. Um, and the focus there is on talking, listening, playing 
and experiencing the language. Um, when it comes to children who are really starting to learn about grammar in school, I do take note of what they're learning and I try to give them the opportunity to practice that in, in our sessions. But my focus is mainly on giving kids the opportunity to speak so that they so that they're not afraid to speak. The more you speak, the less afraid you are to speak. Mm -hmm. And in a small group, there's a lot of opportunity for that and to have some fun with that mm -hmm. and to experience it in different ways. And I, I really love that side of what I do. I don't think I could do Nachhilfe. I know that it's an important job and that it's good that there are people who do it, but I get an immense amount of joy out of um, sitting with a group of six to eight kids and encouraging them to be brave and to speak and to watch them grow in their confidence. Um, it's, it's really one of the best ways to experience being an ESL teacher, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and I personally, personally know that you are doing an amazing job because my kids, mm -hmm. they are also your students. So yes. my kids, they are 10 and 7 years old. Mm -hmm. And I think they have been with you since you started your business. So for almost three years, I think. Three years. And their group is very, very special. It is, yeah, um, yeah this, this is... Um, I would say the group that Tina's talking about, we call it the English club, and it is literally a club. So in all of my lessons, even with my gymnasium and my Grundschule kids, I work more as a coach. But in this, I work even further back. I step back as a facilitator. And these kids are all bilingual English-German. And they come to this class. I wouldn't even call it a class. We meet once a week. We hang out. I set up the environment as a teacher of how we can possibly experience English, and we play. We cook, we go outside, we go into the forest, um, we listen to, we watch films, we, we read stories together, we celebrate birthdays, and we do everything at a natural pace with natural English. I talk to them the same way I do my son, and um, they they're great. They're That I've, I've never had to slow things down for this group of kids and I've never had to worry about them not being able to follow. They, they follow and we have a lot of fun together. It's, yeah, really is a special group. And do they also, I mean, I, mean I, I know that they still understand everything. Yes. Are they also all actively using English? Yes and no. That's um, been one of the most uh, interesting parts of this group. If I think about, and I, you know, without actually naming any of the children, but each child has shown me that a language is a relationship that we have. So we have a relationship with a language. It is a story that is our own and we share it with that language. And for these children, it's English. And some of those children have times where they talk a lot mm -hmm. and then there might be two or three months where they stop and they'll go back into German um, and then out of nowhere it'll click back in again mm -hmm. and they start back in English but I think in this group it's very different to watch them how they interact with me and how they interact with each other mm -hmm. so some of the children do try and speak in English together some of the children speak in German together Mm -hmm. All of the children address me in English and they all try very, very hard. The ones that 
don't find it easy to speak, they they seem to really want to speak anyway. And there's no stress. There's no fear. They just put it all together the best that way that they can. So to answer your question, I think the way they all speak English changes over time. Oh, and okay. whether mm-hmm. or not, sorry, that was a very long answer. Well, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. It's just the moment I, I think about, I think about all the different kids and each one has reacted to the language differently. Mm-hmm. And some have been quiet while others have been very vocal. Um, and the most important thing is that the, ch- the children understand in the English club that there is no... There is no language rule. I don't make them speak English. And there is no wrong for speaking German. Um, I don't think that the children should feel um, that in this time one language is right and one is wrong. They understand with me it's English, but when they have permission to choose for themselves, there's a less stressed environment and they tend to swing back to English in the end anyway. Mm-hmm. This is simply what I've been observing. And it's, it's, um, it is very interesting from child to child, you know. Mm-hmm. But what I do make sure with each and every single one of them is that when I'm talking to them, they can understand what is being said and they're able to follow instructions and play along with the group. And there's never any stress, even with the younger ones. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually able to follow along and do everything with us. So, yeah. yeah. So the younger ones, they are, um, I think, six and seven. The oldest ones are 10 years old. And maybe could you say something about their background, their experience with English? The background of the children is mixed. So we have some children who have grown up with uh, a native speaker at home, Mm -hmm. um, like my son. And we have other children who have two German parents who grew up in expatriate families in the USA. And these Mm -hmm. children had experienced English very, very early in life. They were, some of these children were born in the USA. And what that also meant was that they went to kindergarten in the USA. Some of them even went to the first few years of school in the USA. And that's a a very profound experience in the language. Um, And then we actually have another type of bilingualism, which are children that were born and raised in Australia, for example, and um, are coming here to Germany with English being the the main language that they experienced in Australia and are now um, in Germany and settling into the German school system with German parents. So the backgrounds of the children are mixed. You could never say that this is a, a natural, or not a natural, but that everybody has a native speaker parent at home it's Mm -hmm. not the case yeah some do some don't Mm -hmm. um but i think every every one of the children has at least one parent who really enjoys speaking english at home and around the children and that's really cool Mm -hmm. and um yeah today i ask you to um well very can you say that is it very it's a very selfish um question um asking you for recommendations what my kids is that yeah but Uh, it's yeah what my kids um Mm -hmm. could watch uh read 
and listen to at the mm -hmm. moment because maybe um, I don't know if uh, everybody is going to listen to this um, episode whenever um, it will be published. We are in the middle of the Corona crisis. Yeah, all stuck at home, and we live yeah. in Bavaria, so we have restrictions um, when and if and with whom we are allowed to go outside. And um, yeah, my kids yeah. they love watching movies. In English, mm -hmm. they love hearing stories in English. And of course, they love read to read books or have books yes. read to them. Yes. And yeah, so what are your recommendations? I'm really excited. Okay. <laughs> and I know that you have piles of books <laughs> next to you. Yeah, you got, well, you've got two different, very different children that I'm talking, that you're talking about there. And I think about um, both your, your children there. But um My first recommendation would be um, these books have, are written actually by uh, an, a German author, um, Torben Kuh, sorry, Kuhlmann, I think mm -hmm. his name is Kuhlmann with the two N's. And he's written um, three, just so that you can see them, Tina. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Armstrong, Edison and Lindbergh. And my son loves these books. And you can get them in German. Of course, they're written in um, German originally. But not only what's wonderful about these stories is that he also illustrates these books. And, I mean, they're amazing. Can you see that? Yes. I mean, this man is an incredibly brilliant artist. And he tells these wonderful stories through mice. And he tells a story about Armstrong landing on the moon. Mm -hmm. He tells a story about Edison and the discovery of the light bulb and, and electricity through a mouse um, diving to the bottom of the ocean. Um, Lindbergh, little mouse who flies um, and discovers America <laughs> and lands in New York. I mean, these are wonderful, wonderful stories. And they're not too short. If you're wanting a real snuggle time, especially um, with the coronavirus, we want to have more than that quick read we want something that we can really get comfortable with yes. get a blanket yes cuddle up in the sofa and I mean they will be still they will be mesmerized they'll be listening and the translation and this is the other thing if a book has originally been written in German or French and Italian it's really important that the translation is good Mm -hmm. And these have been translated beautifully. I wouldn't, I would have thought that they were written in English um, I, originally. The that's way what I, yeah, that's what I thought. We have the Armstrong book yes. in English and I yes. thought that the original version is yes. in English, but um, yeah, it's a yeah, German so, author. I didn't know that. Yeah, German author um, and uh, originally in, in, um, in German, written in German and just... Well, I think he, I mean, unless his English is very, very good, but these are just my, Noah, Noah has read through these with me so many times and he's now picking them up to read them on his own. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you want because, you know, we, it, it's really important not to tell kids, I think, here, read this. Mm -hmm. It's what do you want to read and what they grab for, that's, Mm -hmm. That's golden. And so he's reading these on his own as well in both languages at the moment, which is brilliant. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend these for both your kids. Okay. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Um, hmm. Now I'm going to go. My, because 
it is a time of snuggles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's easy to think we have more time in our hands. We don't. Um, we've got to do the work at home. Yeah, you're right. We don't yeah, really we have don't. more time. No. There's no, it's not more time. We don't have more time. No. And if you have more than one child, I'm guessing there's even less, less time. time. Mm-hmm. But um, I actually think finding a great children's novel mm-hmm. um, is something that you sit together once a day on the sofa or in bed and you read one or two chapters mm-hmm. um, is, is a great way to do it. And I'm going for a classic and that's Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's Web. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, have you, have you ever? No, oh, I've never read it. Oh, Tina. I have You know what? It's, you, when you read it, what I love about it, when I, I read this with Noah and he's asked for me to read it again and I think I'd love to as well. You do hear that English has changed. I mean, this was written, when was this written? The 70s maybe? Oh, no, before, before then. Before then, okay. Mm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking almost the 50s. I can't find it. So it's a classic. It is a classic, Mm -hmm. E.B. White. And what I notice when I read books that are classics is if it hasn't been tweaked, Mm -hmm. you hear how English has changed a little bit. There's a little bit of old English in there. It's American. Mm -hmm. So it's, but um, this is just a wonderful story. And I know that you'd love it as well. Then it's on the list. (laughs) Yeah, it is beautiful. Um, and what's good is, is when you've finished reading it, there's a movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I really love following up. If there's a book that you can follow up with a movie, it's, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. And the movie is done beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and this is a wonderful story about a pig and a spider and their friendship. Mm-hmm. And an unlikely friendship, but everybody loves Charlotte. Charlotte is a spider. And um, she saves, well, she hopes to save Wilbur's life. And it's just, yeah, this one here is um, a book that you will read more than once in your lifetime with your children, I think. And one that maybe, hopefully, they'll pick up on their parents. Mm -hmm. Do you know if there is a German translation available? Oh, I'm I'm sure there would be. I've never looked for it. mm -mm. I've never looked for it, but I don't doubt it. It's a classic. Mm. Yeah. Well, but yeah, it might be available, but it's not, I've never heard of it. So it's not very, one of the classics that Mm -hmm. we in Germany know of. Um, But that's something, I will check that out. I will try to find out if there is Mm. um, a translation available. That's Mm -hmm. actually interesting to think about because that would actually be then interesting then for Noah. Mm-hmm. Because it's good to, when it, when you're looking at bilingual kids, it's actually really good if you can have, and that's what I love about the Edison and Armstrong books and, and Lindbergh books that I've just recommended, is that there's a German version and an English version. Mm-hmm. And in bilingualism, it's really good to be able to partner a text mm-hmm. in, in both languages if you can. Yeah? yeah. Well, this is what we've been doing with the Harry Potter series. So, yeah, we've been, I mean, we read it in English, we watched it in English, now we watched it in German, now my daughter is reading it in German. Can yeah. I ask you, how did the audio book, because you borrowed the audio book from me, mm-hmm. Stephen Fry, how did the book, the audio go? Not- they didn't listen to it. That was before Corona, so they didn't have time. They were too busy with oh, other stuff. Okay. We okay. might have to borrow it again. <laughs> I can drop it in your mailbox. Yes, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. 
So any, any more books on your list? <laughs> yes. Now let, let's just think, um, I'm just trying to think about the kids of the English club and the age groups of the English club. One thing I will say, I'm looking at Finia's age. I'm looking at Noah's age. Um, I'm looking at the older band of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, they're, they're starting to get into comics. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Asterix and mm-hmm. Obelix are brilliant. Yes. Um, I personally, I mean, I love the stories, but I find the font difficult to read. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it doesn't seem to I bother agree. Noah so much. I, I find it really tricky. And Noah has just discovered the adventures of Tintin. Oh. And yes. I know some of the older kids have been picking them up when they've mm-hmm. been coming into the English club. Um, so these are these are great as well. So it's it's a wonderful transition to see. And I think comic novels and comic books are a great way to encourage kids to encourage that motivation for reading. Mm-hmm. So, again, you, you're wanting kids to grab for books without you telling them what to read. Um, you sort of hang it out there suggestively, but if they grab for it and then they read it on their own by their own choice and sit down and enjoy it, they'll pick it up again. Mm-hmm. And that's really what you, I think you want. That's what I go looking for for Noah. So. For example, the other day we were sitting on the sofa and first he reads to me in German and then he was going to read to me in English. And I picked a book for him in English um, that I just wanted to hear him read, that I knew had a lot of rhyme and a lot of rhythm and I wanted to give him that opportunity. But he wanted to read The Adventures of Tintin, Explorers on the Moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he did. Mm-hmm. And he he read almost half of it in one sitting out loud, and it's it's complicated at times. The words are big at times, but he happily kept reading, and that's that's what you want, mm-hmm. okay. I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Any more books? Or- um, and also, um, I'm just thinking, maybe could you take a picture later on of your yes. book pile? Um, <laughs> so even though we might not be able to talk about all of them. Um, yes that we have a picture of your recommendations. That would be sure. great. So maybe how, ma- how many more do you have? Do you- <laughs> well, um, <laughs> well, there's quite a bit down here. I mean, I've, I've chosen authors that um, do theories or do have a collection of books which are mm-hmm. easy to love and then, of course, then the children want more and more of them. Um, yeah, it's a bit. Okay, so two more. Two more, two more and we will put the rest in the show notes. Okay. Okay, so here's your kids love this. The English Cub kids love this. Noah loves these. It's the Chris Van Dusen's um, Mm -hmm. If I Had a Car. Yes. Or If I Built a Car, If I Built a School is the new one, which they're all in love with. I love that one. Yes. Yeah. And tomorrow for our, you know, story time, Zoom Mm -hmm. story time, I'm reading that with the kids. Um, And also If I Built a House. Mm -hmm. Um, what I love, again, this is another artist who draws his own pictures. So his illustrations are brilliant. I love them. Um, and he also writes the stories. Now his, these stories have a lot of a lot of rhyme and a lot of rhythm. So you can build a gallop. Mm-hmm. I love them. Yeah. yeah. They are fun to read aloud and uh, yeah. fun to read themselves. And, yeah, they're, and they're, they're great for stimulating conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it just gets you thinking creatively about a whole different way of seeing a house or a car or a school. Mm-hmm. And 
um, the conversations that come from it are brilliant. So um, I would definitely recommend all of Chris Van Dusen's books, all mm -hmm. of them. Um, even um, there's another one. That he, um, oh, he's got If I Built a... <laughs> His whole series. His whole series. He's got the Down to the Sea with Mr. McGee. Mm -hmm. I'll the Mr. Read McGee that one. books. Yes. The Mr. McGee books are brilliant. Again, it's the same thing. They're funny. There's rhyme. There's rhythm, and the kids just just love them. So all of his works are brilliant. Um, and I guess if I was to talk about one more author, um, it would be Matt Haig. I I, I know him. I hope I get to meet this author one day. Mm -hmm. um, I think I will probably embarrass myself. I'll probably throw myself on him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're my rock star. I mean, um, Matt Haig um, wrote A Boy Called Christmas. Oh, mm -hmm. He wrote um, The Girl Who Saved Christmas and Father Christmas and Me mm -hmm. um, and The Truth Pixie. Um, these are brilliant Christmas time books. Um, I highly recommend reading A Boy Called Christmas, which is the first in the series mm -hmm. before this Christmas because they're making a film. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And it will be, I'm, I'm pretty sure this film will be brilliant. Mm -hmm. But um, before then, he also has Evie and the Animals mm -hmm. as another great kids book. Um, what I love about Matt Haig's stories is that you start well, this is what happens with me. We start, Noah and I start reading. Well, I read, this is what I read aloud with him. And we do one chapter, then a second, then a third. And before you know it, we're binge reading, you know, and we're literally in the story. Oh, and that's um, what you want. Oh, he's beautiful. I mean, a lot of detail, um, a lot of detail, a lot of magic, really, in his books. There is a little bit of sadness to this kid's stories. Um, a Boy Called Christmas, I mean, mm -hmm. Nicholas has a sad beginning, you know. Um, Evie from Evie and the Animals, I mean, she she has a sad beginning as well. Um, so there are, these are children who have real problems and they're significant problems, but through their stories you see them overcome those problems and there's so much wonder and magic that's just about the everyday stuff in life. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know... And then, I mean, he does it so beautifully, yeah. And I love, I love it when a when a writer um, is skillful in how they use English. This is what he does. He's like a master of English. He he carves with it, carves a story out with English, and I love that. So, Matt Haig, um, all of his books, really. It's also on the list. Evie yes. and the animals. Evie and the animals, yeah. Evie and the animals. Okay, so these were your book recommendations. Mm -hmm. So what about what we could watch? What we could watch? Well, I just know that I can recommend what I do with Noah. Mm -hmm. Noah, um, Noah, believe it or not, likes watching cooking videos with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he really does. Um, and Jamie the, Oliver, yeah, Jamie Oliver. And if you go to Food Tube, there's Ooh. Jamie Oliver videos on Food Tube. But his Food son, Tube. Mm -hmm. Buddy Oliver, mm -hmm. has started making cooking videos. How old is Buddy? 
Buddy's nine, ten years of age. Oh, wow, yeah. And he's <laughs> doing pancakes. He's doing spaghetti bolognese. He's teaching kids how to fillet a fish. Oh, I mean, cool. he's brilliant. Yeah, short videos, mm-hmm. but he's lovely and he's got that lovely English accent and he's very relaxed in front of the camera and, yeah, I mm-hmm. think the word in German would be sympathetic. Sympathetic, yeah. That's yeah, he's, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, Jamie Oliver with FoodTube, if you want to use mm-hmm. um, the internet and definitely on the internet what you find is his son Buddy, mm-hmm. Buddy Oliver. So that's something that is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um But I've actually, with Noah, because he's really into trains and he's into um, Neil Armstrong is one of his greatest heroes. Mm -hmm. I mean, anything that we can find, and that's the thing, there there are so many options out there, but I think when your child is really interested in a topic, then go for that topic. So we've been watching, we were lucky enough that we had the 50th anniversary of the landing on the moon. And there were so many great documentaries. I mean, they don't have to be kid-type shows. I mean, Noah's mm-hmm. been watching documentaries and um, enthralled by them because the documentaries are um, a really great entertainment source for kids too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm taking notes. That, that's, that's okay. Why I'm, I'm uh, a little bit, bit distracted at the moment. That's okay. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. okay. So, and then the last thing I would suggest would be um, all of the BBC nature documentaries. I mean, these are brilliant. And if you can get David Attenborough speaking on these, I mean, I grew up listening to that man talk about all sorts of animals. And he was the English narrator for, for BBC for my childhood, my nieces and nephews. But, I, again, these aren't necessarily made for children. They're documentaries, but they're beautiful. And... Um, on a rainy day, sitting on the sofa with, you know, cut up apple and fruit while watching something like that, it's it's great for the whole family, mm-hmm. not just for kids. Mm-hmm. So for me, when it comes to Noah and what he watches, there's there's the kids stuff, but we, we try to also expose him to things that aren't necessarily about kids' entertainment, that they're about life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. also on the list all of us <laughs> and uh what about um audio recommendations anything for the ears well there's something new that i've been looking at um as a teacher mm-hmm. and i've been using this with my third graders my my grundschulkinder it's a site called vux which is v o k s or vux from books mm-hmm. um okay. and It's a, it's a site where books are narrated online and teachers can use them in the classroom. They're done very well to a very high quality. Now, um, I'm not quite sure what their registration fees are because I was lucky enough as a teacher to get one-year free subscription as a oh, teacher. Okay. They had a, a special offer when they first launched and I jumped mm-hmm. onto it. But I'm pretty sure it won't be extravagant or expensive it shouldn't be because they're targeted towards teachers and also to parents and they might have a special deal at the moment because they a lot of the platforms and websites have special yeah. deals so yeah it's worth checking out mm-hmm. yeah definitely um so this is some and i was i'm impressed with the quality of the work and these are all picture books 
Okay, mm -hmm. so these aren't um, kids' novels at the moment. From what I can tell, it's mainly picture books, but it's it's really lovely. Mm -hmm. um, now I'm a bit old school, so I like a CD. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, all of the books that we've talked about, a lot of them have really wonderful audio. Mm -hmm. So um, the Harry Potters are read aloud or narrated by Stephen Fry. Brilliant. I mean, just beautifully done. Um, um, the Matt Haig books um, are narrated incredibly well as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I like to have a collection of CDs, so actual the CDs. And Noah, we, we play those when Noah's drawing. Mm -hmm. We play those when he's in the bath. Mm -hmm. We play those when he's going to bed. And he will listen to a novel um, mm -hmm. and he's, he's already there. So we tend to do that with both languages. But when there's a book that he loves and what's interesting is he wants to hear the book read aloud first. Yes. He really wants that. He mm -hmm. loves that experience. Then he listens to the audio book. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's because he's already worked out for himself that it's really lovely to do that with mum or dad yes. first. Yeah, it's and a different experience than yes. just listening to it by yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. And I like that he's had that personal experience for himself. He's, he's decided that for himself, you mm -hmm. know. Even with films, he'd much rather hear the story first mm -hmm. than the film, and I like that. I like that at nine he's already there. So, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Very yeah. good. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, I, what about podcasts? Um, do you listen to any kid-friendly podcast? Not at the Well, you know what? Podcasts are very new for me. Um, I listen to yours. <laughs> I listen to <laughs> oh, a... Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and I take your book recommendations and I generally tend to buy. <laughs> 50%, well, that's, if not, that's what, I want. what you recommend. Um, <laughs> no, I've had some great recommendations from you. And I, I, I've i stumbled across podcasts through Instagram. I'm a bit of an mm -hmm. Instagram girl. I scroll through Instagram. And I follow um, um, photography, food, kidlets. These are the areas that I follow mm -hmm. on Instagram. And from there, I've stumbled across one or two mm -hmm. um, podcasts that I like. But to be honest... I have so little time for myself right now, and this is me sitting here on a podcast saying this, but my go-to is a book. Mm -hmm. And it's it really is, and it's not because I don't think podcasts are wonderful. I, I do. Um, I think what I would really like to be able to do is to use the car as a space for podcasts mm -hmm. while driving, hands-free. But my go-to is a book every mm -hmm. single time. And, um, yeah. Well, so I, I don't know. As far as podcasts for kids, that's not something that I know a lot about yet, but it is something I'd be interested. Well, I would about. be interested in that as well. But And I have done some research. Um, every couple of weeks or months, I'm, I'm doing research, but I haven't found, I haven't discovered a single podcast that... I like or that my kids would like. I mean, I've I've yeah. played them a few, mm -hmm. but they don't. Yeah, they don't like them. They listen. Yeah. I mean, I mean, my son he stops after a couple of minutes because they don't seem to draw them in. Yes. Yet. 
but I think yeah. as someone sitting here on the end of my ever first podcast, I know that that's, you know, it's a skill to talk mm-hmm. online like this and it's yes. something you get better at with practice. Mm-hmm. And I think if that's the case for adults, um, I'm hoping if you interview me again in six months or a year, it'll be much better. Oh, well, and if, and you in are two doing years, it'd be much better. An, ama- an amazing job. But you know what I'm saying? If it's hard for adults mm-hmm. to this skill with kids, it's exactly the same. It, yeah. You know, that's a learning curve. So um, there are people, I think, who are really good at it, but I think they too started off needing to learn. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we, yeah, we will just wait and see. There might yeah. be um, a good podcast that we will recommend in one of the fut- one of the future episodes. So we mm-hmm. will see. I have one last question. Sure. A uh, question. What about the news? You know, we have mm-hmm. um, in in German or in Germany we have the Logo Nachrichten. Um, I don't of know if you've kids. heard of them for kids. Yeah. Uh, they they run on on Kika the channel Kika mm-hmm. every night at 10 to 8 that's a good question do you know of any kid-friendly news sources in english i'm i don't but my instincts are taking me somewhere Mm -hmm. children bbc news boom Mm -hmm. um bbc is a great source as a a starting Mm -hmm. point um for a lot of things um and um This is something that isn't designed for kids learning English. This is for kids who are English speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's actually really good for bilingual kids, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, that would be my go-to. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I will have Welcome. a look at that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, then um, I have a really long list of what to watch, <laughs> read, and listen. Oh, my But goodness. I'm pretty sure we still have a couple of weeks at yeah. home so and maybe we'll we will have more time in the future <laughs> for uh, watching and reading and listening so yeah well actually you know even though we don't seem to have more time what i have found is that we are reading more mm-hmm. um and i don't know whether it's because we're just managing time differently at the moment um or we're treating time differently at the moment but We are actually reading more together, and I like that. Um, yeah. And I, I hope that when we go back after all of this, that it's something that we can manage to keep in the way we do things. Mm-hmm. It's a nice, it's nice coming back to it in the way that we have been. Well, life will be different after yeah. this. Absolutely, it will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then um, thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time and being on my podcast. I'm so excited that we finally managed to do this interview. Yeah, it's lovely. Thank you so much for having me, really. It's been been a lovely experience, my first ever experience. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. I want you guys to use my recommendations as starting points for your own list of favorite shows, podcasts, books, and more. If you decide to share your discoveries and takeaways from this episode on social media, please tag me personally or use the hashtag WTWRL. I'm mostly on Instagram these days at Tina underscore Bush, and you can find me on LinkedIn too. 
I'm Tina Busch and you just listened to the What to Watch, Read and Listen podcast. You can find the show notes and older episodes at tinabusch.com slash podcast. And you can follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Tina Bush. Thanks for listening. Now go and rock the world. I'll see you next time. Bye.